Hey, hey, it's me. Welcome to Queer Street. Oh, it's June. It's Pride Month, y'all. I'm on summer break. Oh, I had a good week last week with the kids, but they've gone back. Um, and so it's just me here in the house. I'm back in the living room recording. I'll have to be so quiet like last week. So sorry, you're gonna turn your volume down a little bit because I'm loud again. But I am so excited about this book, y'all. Um, this one is one of the ones that I remember reading back in the day, yo, back in the day. And it was one of my favorites then. And I, I can tell it's one of my favorites and I can tell I remember reading it because like I flew through the recap of this when I was making notes because I just remember the plot and I was like, oh yes, it's going to be good. So this week we are, oh, I have to make sure, okay, yeah, make sure my TV is paused because I have been binging Real Housewives of Atlanta because it's on Hulu all the seasons and I got behind because, you know, you change services and whatnot. Oh my goodness. I, so I, I watched all of season nine last week and I'm on season 10 and Oh, I tell you what, if you have not watched season nine, that tea with Phaedra, oh, anywho, we're not here to talk about that. I mean, we could, but you know, we're not. So, but this week we're going to talk about sunburn. Ooh, right? I know. So now, um, sunburn came out June 1st, 1993. So we're almost, it's like, what's that? Like eight, 19, 20, 19, 20, 21. What, 19 years ago? 18 years ago, 18, 19, I don't know, 18 years ago? Yeah, I don't know, it's it's summer, I don't have to do math, what? 2021 minus 1993? No, 2021 minus 1993? No, did I say 21 years? 28 years ago, oh my goodness. Oh, that's my text, sorry. <laughs> 28 years, oh sweet Jesus, I need a drink. Oh my Lord, I really can't do math, y'all. 28 years ago, crap, hard to believe I read it when I was three. Anyway, so it comes in 150 pages, so you know, about a little less than normal, but now the cover for this, I am loving this because y'all, the cover has these two girls on the beach. One of them is face down in a blue swimsuit, her hair all spread out on her. She's got, uh, what you call it, what's this stuff? Um, seaweed draped over her and she's clearly probably dead. Now, this other girl is sitting there on her knees in this red, literally straight from Baywatch swimsuit. And she's got blonde hair and the wind's blowing. And she has her hand up over her face doing like the <gasps> gas. <laughs> but it's not a scared. <laughs> it's not a scared look. It's all like, like, ooh, girl, I cannot believe you went and died in that swimsuit on this beach. She looks more scandalized. Like, not that her friend or sister or whoever is dead, but just more mortified. Like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. You know, and so I, I love it. And the tagline on the front says, the perfect tan or the perfect murder. Well, spoiler, let me the sunburn. It might darken into a tan. I don't really get sunburn. I darken into tan. So that's nice. But anywho, on to the blurb on the back. It says, the perfect tan, soaking up the rays, spun on the beach. That's what Claudia Walker had in mind when she accepted her friend Marla's invitation to spend the weekend at her cliffside beach house. Little did she know that horrible accidents fatal accidents would occur on the beach and in the house. But Claudia knows they're not just accidents, finger quotes. She sure, she's sure somebody is out to get them, out to kill them. One week of, finger quotes, fun in the sun has turned into dark and deadly. Now, 
Bill Schmidt once again did a fabulous job on this cover, even though this cover really doesn't have a lot to do with the book, but it's still a fabulous cover nonetheless. So we're going to dive right in. So like the back told us, we meet um, in the first chapter, Claudia Walker. She, of course, lives on Fear Street. So there's our connection there, even though the, the um, book does not take place in Shadyside. So she wakes up on the beach and she realizes that she has been buried alive. Only her head is on the sand and she is freaking the fuck out. The tide's coming in. It's getting dark, obviously, you know, so that's what, I mean, come on. What a hook to get you. Chapter two, we, um, we're flashing back. This, this book has a lot of great flashbacks. I love a good flashback, y'all. So we've got a letter to Claudia from her friend, Marla. It's a reunion from Camp Full Moon, Bunk 12. At her parents' beach house, she wants her and her two friends. We're going to have fun. It'll be so much fun. Oh, my God. I haven't seen each other in a year. Yay. Now, I did have to look at this because I was like, Camp Full Moon? That sounds familiar. So I went and pulled lights out. And that's not that's Camp Nightwing, which, you know, we think is going to take place on 1974. Yeah, 74, 76, 72. Anyway, the middle movie coming out next month. And so that's Camp Nightwing, so it's not there. So I had to do a little clickety click click and Google. And it turns out that Camp Full Moon is from a Goosebumps. So all my Goosebumps reader, where you at? I got you, yo. It's from Return to Ghost Camp. Now I've not read that. I'm a, I was a little too old for the Goosebumps books, but um, I actually do kind of want to read them, but there are a fuck ton of them as well. And I've got my work cut out for me reading all these Fear Street books. But if you know that, let me know because I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, he's got some crossover. So that was good. So the previous summer, they're good friends. They, um, so she flies back. They were going to come to Summer Haven. They arrive and the two friends, Joy and Sophie are there. Marla is this rich girl. She picks them up in a Mercedes. They drive up to the, um, to this big mansion and it's just like fabulous. The girls are just gagged that they get to spend this, you know, like week or two here for the summer. Now we flash back to present day. She's on the beach. It's getting dark. You know, I mean, you know, she's, you know, she's real. She's remembering how it all started out. She's like, Oh fuck. How did I get here? You know, how did I become a head on the sand? And, um, and so it's getting dark. Suddenly there's a shadow coming over her and it's a guy. He digs her out, helps her. And she's like, my friends left me. I'm sure it was an accident. He says, she's like, what's your name? Thank you so much. He seems kind of hesitant and shy, but he tells her his name is Daniel. And she, um, he walks her back to the house, lets her in the gate uh, from the beach up into the mansion. And as she goes up to tell her friends, all of a sudden he's gone. And she's like, say what? But she's like, there was this boy here, I swear. So we're in the house now, and um, that was just the first accident, apparently, it says. So they're eating dinner. She's telling him all about it, and they're like, oh, girl, you're just crazy. And then all of a sudden, Alfred, the butler, brings out the food, and Marla starts to serve the salad, and we hear Joy scream. Well, it turns out nothing bad's happening. She just found a worm in her salad. Now, that's not great. Nobody wants to find a big old fat brown worm in their salad, but Joy is a little bit, I mean, she's a little bit dramatic. I feel you, Joy, girl, but you know, and she says she has a thing about bugs ever since last year at camp. So, and none of them were the same after the accident. So there, now we're getting a little foreshadowing. Some shit went down. Apparently all these girls are best friends, but something happened up at that camp. But we're going to find out. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get there. So Claudia's keep talking about Daniel. And Marla's like, I don't know him. You know, she does the, she, she pulls her best uh, Mariah Carey. I don't know her. And um, she's like, but 
that's she's like even though he let you in the gate you know she's like hey, you have to know him and marlo's like oh my goodness i bet it was the ghost boy and claudia's like what girl bitch what and marlo's like no no i've saw i've seen him on the tennis court and he's disappeared he's been dead for 100 years the realtor told us so now claudia and other girls are freaking out okay but who is he you know what what what's going on and then Marla's like, ha ha, gotcha, bitch. It was just a joke. But really, who is she? And Marla just changes the topic. And that night, Claudia sees a figure outside her window. And then a hand grabs her by the shoulder. But it's just Marla coming to check on her, making sure she's all turned in and everything. And she's like, it's just your imagination. She's like, I thought I saw somebody down at the, at the gift house. And she's like, girl, you just got too much sun, you know, from being buried out in that sand. Your face is a little red. Put on some aloe and get your ass in the bed and take a rest. It's okay. So it's the next day. Joy and Sophie are, are asleep still. So Marla comes down. They go out to decide to play tennis. Um, just enjoy. No, Marla and Claudia. Sorry. And I love the name Claudia. But whenever I say it in my head, I say Claudia, like Claudia Schiffer. And I don't, I just, I love that name, but I have to say it, Claudia. Also, um, Claudia was one of the, um, on Dynasty, the early seasons of Dynasty. Um, I like the character of Claudia. Oh, but she ended up dying in a fire at the Mirage when the Mirage burned down. If you know that, let me know. Um, <laughs> um, Marla and Claudia are playing tennis and Marla just seems preoccupied and upset. And Claudia's like, um, why are you upset? Are you thinking about the accident when your sister died? That's when we were all last together. <laughs> of course, Marla's like, bitch, I don't want to talk about that. She gets mad and leaves. Well, I mean, why you got to bring up her dead sister? Now, but now we know what that accident was, okay? Apparently something happened with her sister. Well, of course she went and brought up her dead sister. That's going to piss her off, you know, but she doesn't want to talk about it. Later on, all's well. They're eating lunch on the beach. Or they go down to the beach to eat lunch and they're going to get a picnic. They're relaxing. Claudia decides to go with them and she's going to stay out of the sun, you know, because she's still um, a little sunburned, a little, a little shaken up about being buried alive in the sun. I mean, who wouldn't be, you know? And But I'm thinking about all this. I'm like, never do we find out, did they bury her? Like, did she fall asleep and was buried? Did they bury her as like a joke and then she fell asleep? I mean, bitch, how you not know that you're buried in the snow, in the snow, shit, in the sand. How do you not know that? I mean, come on, girl, now. Let's get real. Anywho, back to the book. But that's my thought. You know, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a plot hole. But you know, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? I forgive you, Mr. Stein. I love you still. So uh, Sophie goes to open the gate and crackles and she just slumps down. Turns out that the entire fence around the house and the gate too is all electrified. And Marla's like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. The electricity normally turns off during the day. But <laughs> Sophie wakes up and she's alive. She just makes a joke about her hair probably being more frizzy than it was before, which sounds like a joke I would make, especially in this humidity. My God, it's so freaking hot already. But so she's like, I'm still going to go. I'll just sit in the shade with Claudia. We're okay. So they're playing on this, you know, they're relaxing. They're having a day. They see two boys coming out of the water. And Claudia thinks, Claudia, thinks one is Daniel. Okay, the boys come over to talk. Turns out it's not Daniel, but he just looks like him. And Marla seems really angry. She's being a total bitch to these two boys who happen to be named Dean and Carl. And she's like, you need to get off our private beach. You know, they're not leaving. They kind of get in a, a hustle. Uh, hustle, a tussle. They're not getting into a hustle. They might be trying to hustle. I'm not sure. But, um, and then all of a sudden Dean slaps Marla, but it's just a horse fly. And, um, and he's like, I'm sorry. It was just a horse fly. Those things can hurt. 
<laughs> it's amazing. Who has not s- tried to slap the shit out of somebody by saying there was a mosquito or a fly on there? I mean, we're all raising our hands. Everybody's done it. Everybody's done it, you know? Uh, everybody's done it. I know. You know you have. You don't have to admit to it, but I know you know. You know you know. You know I know. I know you know. So then, um, so she's like, leave. They finally leave. And Marla's like, I'm sorry. They're like, bitch, what? why are you freaking out on these two boys? They were cute, you know? Even though one tried to slap the shit out of you. And she's like, well, I just promised my my parents there would be no visitors, especially boys. We don't need any trouble. But Claudia is noticing that Marla's just kind of acting strange. She just seems really on edge. But, you know, I mean, you just, girl, you just brought up her dead sister. You know, it's been about a year. Maybe she's having some issues. You know, maybe she needs therapy or something. I don't know. Therapy's great for everybody, especially when your sister does. So um, later on, the, uh, Sophie, Joy, and Claudia are... are um, Yes, I am going to say it like that for the rest of the show. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Just you're forewarned. Um, they're talking about it. They're like, it's been a really weird two days. You know, Claudia, you you were buried alive when I pass out. And Sophie was, <laughs> Joy is like, and Sophie was nearly electrocuted. And there was that worm in my, in my salad. Bitch, that worm did not almost kill you. But you, your two friends literally almost died and you're freaking out about a damn worm. So I, I just love the fact that she's all like, you almost died, you almost died. And there was a worm in my salad, y'all. But shit is just crazy. I mean, <laughs> Joy, you cracked me up, bitch. So, uh, <laughs> and they're like, it's weird. You know, she never mentions Allison. She just want to talk about it, which I mean, that's not really that weird. I mean, how many people are dying to talk about their dead sibling? It's only been a year, you know? So... She's she's not taking any of these problems seriously, the fence, the being buried alive, or the horrific worm in your salad. And then, like, also with Dan and Carl, you know, what's going on, you know? So they're like, whatever. They go, they decide to go to town. They go to the boardwalk later. And um, uh, the next day, I'm sorry, and Dean and Carl there, Joy and Sophie are flirting. And then Daniel appears, and he's staring at Claudia. Turns out he's real. They're talking. They're kind of flirting, walking around the boardwalk, you know, and that, you know, the under the boardwalk, sung by Bette Midler, of course, because this is my favorite version, starts to play, you know, when the sun beats down. And he, I'm not going to sing for you, but, you know, if you want to take a pause and go listen to it, I highly suggest that the entire soundtrack for Beaches is fabulous, but it makes me it makes me cry. I love that movie so much. But um, anyway, uh, go listen to it now or later. So he's real. They get on the Ferris wheel, which, you know, I'm not big on heights, but I do like a good Ferris wheel ride. You know, per, you know provided that like I'm completely enclosed in the thing. I don't want one where you're sitting out there and it's like um, a final destination where I'm all open to the air and like the, the little bar can collapse. I want to be in like a complete container. It's not really that much safer, but it feels safer. Anywho, they're up there. She's like, oh my gosh, is he going to kiss me? I want him to. And he's all like, look how close the moon is. I could reach out and grab it for you. And as he reaches out, he falls head first over. Whew. Oh, Lord, y'all. So you think, well, there's our first death. Nope, nope, sorry. It's not. She's suddenly flashing back, Cloudy is, and she's remembering about Allison falling. So now we have another flashback. Great. She's remembering they're at camp the previous year. Allison, who's a year younger, similar. She's blonde. She's got similar build to Marla. Looks a lot like her. And they they just want to be done with her. That she's a little like even though she's only a year younger, they're like just leave us alone. And they're playing truth or dare. And then finally, Marla's had enough. She's like, fine, you can play with us, but you have to truth or dare. You have to say what you did with my boyfriend Michael. You were kissing him. And she's like, no, I wasn't. I'll take the dare. I'm not going to talk about it. 
And so, and Marla it said, fine, you have to cross Grizzly Gorge, which by the way, is just a fabulous name for a gorge. Way to go, Arl Stein. Snaps to you. You have to cross it at night. Uh, apparently there's a log that crosses the gorge. And she thinks this is going to be the perfect dare because she knows, being her sister and all, that Allison is terrified of heights. And so, but Allison counters and says, fine, bitch, I'm going to do it. So that night they sneak out to do it. But as they're walking there, um, this counselor named Caroline kind of sees them. Uh, Joy and Sophie and Claudia end up hiding in time, but she sees Marla and Marla has to go back to the uh, to the cabin. So they go there without her and they're like, look, Marla's not here. We know you don't have to really do it. She's like, no, I really have to. You have to tell her that I did it. I'm not going to let her get the best of me. So she starts to cross this log, right? And then all of a sudden they hear Caroline coming again. So they start to run back. They're like, come on, Allison, get off the log. Let's go back. And they think she's right behind her but she's not. So then she flashes back to reality. Daniel's okay. He didn't really fall to his death. They get off the Ferris wheel and she sees her friend and she's like, hey, come meet my friends. But when she turns around, <gasps> Daniel's gone. Is he really a ghost boy? Oh my God. Is he really a ghost boy? Is she riding a Ferris wheel with a ghost boy? Does she want to have some ghost loving? We don't know. You'll find out. So then that night, they um, she wakes up, Claudia wakes up in the middle of the night to Joy screaming. They run to her room. She's covered in leeches and bleeding, just like at camp the previous year, apparently, when she was swimming in the lake and she got uh, a leech on her. Now, see, Joy, this is what you get for bitching about those damn worm in your, in, your, um, in your salad and insinuating it was like being electrocuted or buried alive on the beach. Now you're covered in leeches. Are you happy? Are you happy? But now you have something to bitch about because that's that's a little worse than a worm in your salad, I would think. I don't know. I've never been covered in leeches, but I would assume that it is. But so they're like, how did she get in here? How did leeches get in here? This is not something that just crawls in your head. So they're freaking out. So Marla leaves to go find Alfred to ask him. And suddenly the girls are like, oh, my God, she's torturing us. What's what's going on? You know, Joy's freaking out because, you know, she's had it. Worm, leeches. And they're like, calm down. Everybody gets calmed down. They go back to bed. And Claudia goes, Claudia, sorry, goes downstairs to get water. And she sees Daniel in the kitchen. She's like, what are you doing here? Before he answers, he kind of disappears in the shadows and she can't find him. And I'm thinking, how big is this damn kitchen? How big is this kitchen that you can just disappear in it? But he does. I guess that's what happens when you're a ghost. You don't need a big kitchen or you, big kitchen or not. You can disappear wherever you want. Alfred comes in. He's like, it's impossible. There's nobody in this house. I promise you. So she's like, did Daniel put the leeches in her room? What the fuck's going on? So the next day, she's telling the girls at breakfast and Marla insists that um, they're going to go out water skiing and she's going to have Alfred search the entire house. She'll get to the bottom of this ghost boy thing. She, you know, she's just trying to calm Claudia down. So they go water skiing and they're having a fun time. Woo! Swish, swish, swish. You know, they're doing like the, they're probably reenacting the Go-Go's uh, vacation thing where they're all like doing the crazy stunts. I'm imagining it. it doesn't really say that, but you know, use your imagination. And um, I lost my place on my notes talking about the Go-Go's. Now that I got that song stuck in my head. Vacation. Where is my thing? Okay. Sorry. So, and then all of a sudden Sophie goes down you're like, Oh, go circle around and get her. But they can't go get her because the boat is stalled and they can't see Sophie anywhere. So Claudia jumps out to swim to her, but she gets stuck in the riptide and she finds herself being carried further away from the boat and wherever uh, Sophie went down. So here again, where I got another near-death experience when really Joy is just having a bad time with bugs. I mean, leeches, okay, I get it. But again, they're not going to, I guess leeches could kill you. Can they kill you? I don't know. But so 
Claudia's stuck in the riptide. She thinks she's going to drown when suddenly Carl and Dean arrive. They pull her up into the boat. There's Sophie. They've rescued her. They drive back to the dock and, and uh, Marla and Joy are there. She got the boat started. Mm-hmm. That's a little sus, Marla. Convenient. Convenient. I'm going to take a drink. So Carl and Dan leave. Carl and Dean, I'm sorry. And they're like, the rope, the, um, and then Sophie's like, look, the rope was cut. And Marla insists that it was Carl and Dean. They wanted to get back at her for, for making her, um, making them leave the beach and being a bitch. And so they're like, no, you know? And she's like, yes, it had to have been them because my dad and I just went out on the boat last week. And so that night, um, Joy is sure that Marla's doing it. Allison's, Allison, Allison's death wasn't an accident, remember? So now it's time for another flashback about what really happened. So the story ends up being the same, except for when they turn to leave, they hear Allison fall off the, down into um, Grizzly Gorge, okay? But they end up, truth be told, they tell Marla that they thought she was right behind her, right behind the group of girls when they were running, okay? So turns out they lied, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, she, she's getting revenge on us. You know, she, she brought us here because she knows what we did. She knows we knew about Allison dying. And then all of a sudden Marla appears and they're like, oh, did she hear? So the next day, Claudia is out running on the beach, trying to get some of the stress out, you know, all this near death being, you know, possibly tortured by your friend. And she sees somebody else that looks like Marla running way off in the distance. And all of a sudden she hears like a growl and she looks down, there's this big Irish wolfhound and it starts to chase her. So she runs into the water to get away from it. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense if you're on the beach, you run at me. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Anyway, but what I, before she can fully get away from the dog, it bites her ankle. And so she starts to swim further out, you know, to get away from the dog, which again, I guess that's, I mean, what else is she going to do? Be attacked by a dog or swim away? I don't know. But she sees a shark. Now, this is a little bit of a stretch from the imagination, but okay, I'll go with it, Mr. Stein. I, I'm not going to, I'm hooked, but really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. But this just goes to show you wherever Shady Side is, we talked about this before, like, now they're on a coast. I love this. Where the hell is this? I thought it was supposed to be middle America, but now, no, now they're on an ocean coast. I, I just, like, which sounds like New England, but I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. You know, it's like Springfield on the Simpsons. It's shady side could be anywhere. You know, there's like a thousand shady sides. Back to the story. I'm really getting off task, but there's been a lot popped into my head today. Um, so Oh, so she sees a shark, right? So she has to, she remembers from science, you have to be still. The sharks are atta uh, attracted to thrashing and, but she's getting so tired. And then the shark, she hears uh, the shark attack the dog, a yelp and a big chunk of bloody dog body comes floating by. And she's like, ew. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of gruesome. You know, like a big chunk of dog just floating by you. So she's being pulled out by the tide and she passes out. She comes to on the beach, Marla's over her. She's like, you washed up on the shore. I saw you out there struggling and thank goodness you came in. And she's like, are you okay? And, but she doesn't say anything about the dog, doesn't say anything about a shark. And so suddenly Claudia realizes that was Marla's guard dog. Did she do this on purpose? You know, oh my goodness. So they're going back to the house and um, they're going into the fence and she's like, I just need to stop here and rest. Cloudy does. Cause you know, my ankle hurts. I was bit by this dog. I was almost killed by a shark. You go inside. She's like, Marla's like, I'll go inside and I'll come back with stuff to doctor your leg. I'll be fine. So while she's gone though, Marla's like, I'm going to go check on the dog run. You know, is the dog still there? Did he break out? 
turn, come to find out the gate to the dog run is unlocked and open. So it was no accident. So she's like, ooh, this bitch is crazy. We got to get out of here. So she goes in, finds Sophie. She's like, we have to leave. Marla's done lost her damn mind. We're right about her wanting to kill us. But Marla's like, our, uh, Sophie's like, we can't leave. Joy's not here. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. <sighs> That was a that was kind of a lame uh, cliffhanger because turns out she just went to town probably to be with those boys but you know whatever joy's a hoe and so um, she's still she's still gone suddenly Marla comes back dodges her leg never says anything about the dog or the shark so that's a little sus Marla mm-hmm so Joy comes back before dinner and while Marla's getting dinner ready she's got, she's planning a dinner it's Alfred's day off. She's planning a dinner out on the gazebo. They're going to list, you know, it's going to be really nice. They're going to have a great time, you know? So, um, uh, Claudia tells them we've got to leave. Shit's going down. We'll just tell Marla that we have to, there was an emergency. She'll take us into town. You know, something our mom called or whatever. You know, it's, we ain't got no cell phone, so I don't know how this is going to work, but whatever. And if, if somebody's really going to kill you, you think they're going to go drive you into town? Claudia, you ain't, that sunburn from when you were trapped is still messed with your fragile brain. Because, I mean, really, but it's a, I mean, how is she going to get there? It's a lame, it's a lame plan, but you know, you got to have something. So they pack all their suitcases, take them downstairs, but they can't find Marla anywhere. It started to storm in the meantime. And y'all, of course it started to storm because what is the denouement or, you know, climax of a scary movie without a storm? Think, uh, I know what you did last summer, you know, I mean, put your arms out to the side. What are you waiting for? There's an interesting story about that scene, but I'll tell you about it later. You can look it up. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, you know, so they go out into the rain, they go to the gazebo and they smell something funky. It's in the air. It is nasty smelling out there. And they notice the woodshed door is open. And that's odd because Marla's always really good about locking things up. So they go over to the woodshed and what do they see inside? Marla's dead ass body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was must be that funky smell. But Marla's all purple and like sunken in. So it's like, who killed her? But she looks weird. So they're like, we have got to get out of this place. You know, now, you know, we got to get out. So they run back up to the house, get their shit, and they're starting to go to leave for the gate. But they're like, no, don't. It's still electrified. They throw a scarf on it. Mm-hmm, sure thing. It is still electrified. So now they're trapped. They don't know the code to get out of the gate. When they suddenly remember that there is a switch down by the gate, the part of the gate, uh, the fence that leads down to the beach. So like, we have to go down there, even though it's in the storm. So they go down there and then somebody steps out with a gun before they get there. Who is it? It's Marla. And they're like, what the fuck? You were just dead. And turns out, mm-hmm, it is Allison. That's right. She did not really die. I'm sure you saw it. I saw it a little bit. But, you know, even though you see this one comment, it's still a really good twist, y'all. You know it is a good, good twist. So, turns out she did not die when she fell down that gorge. She uh, fell, lived, was saved from drowning by a family, pretended to have amnesia because she did not want to go back to her family because she hated her family because it was all Marla this, Marla that. You know, she had some... um. She had some Jan uh, issues, you know, Marla, Marla, Marla. So, <laughs> so she was like, but you know, I, so I lived with them, but the anger got to me. I got too mad. So I came back for revenge and she killed Marla last week, snuck in, killed her and hit her body. And it's been Allison the whole time, which this really takes me back to one of my favorite um, horror movies from the eighties called, um, 
It's called um, April Fools, which kind of has a big like killer, like somebody invites a bunch of people to like a weekend getaway and there's like mysterious things happen. And then there's like twins and death and everything. And it's, oh, that's such a good book with a great twist ending and so many great twists and crazy things happen. Oh, I love that movie. I think I said it was a good book. It would make it for a good book too. But so that's what this book reminds me of. And um, so suddenly, as Allison is sitting there saying she's going to kill them, it's their turn to die. They're all going to die because even though, uh, oh, oh, oh. And the reason she killed Marla first is because she saw Marla was there. Marla actually snuck out, she says, and saw her fall from the gorge and didn't do anything to help her. So she was like, I got to kill that bitch. And well, she did, you know. And so, so she's like, now you all have to die because you're to blame too. So as she's doing all this, Claudia noticed that the guest house door opens and who is coming out of it but Daniel. Suddenly, before anything else can happen, lightning strikes the ground near them, knocks out all of the lights at the pool, all of the exterior lights and everything. So nobody can see what's going on. And so, um, and so, but um, Allison gets up and says, let's get, we're getting out of here. We're going to kill you. And so I don't know why she goes to grab the gate instead of go back up to the house. I'm not sure, but they're like, no, don't grab it. She's like, it's the power's off stupid. But as she goes to grab it, the generator kicks on and electrifies that bitch. Fries her like a piece of chicken. Fries her like a catfish filet. And she's dead. <laughs> so turns out, and then we, we end super quick here, y'all. Um, we don't end, but the book ends. I will end soon, I promise. But Daniel is actually Alfred's son. And he's been hiding um, because he knew the Drexels, Marla's family would not be happy with him there. So he's been hiding in the guest house. That's why it's like he's a ghost. So he's been knowing he's been knowing what's going on this entire time and or will not know what's going on, but he's been following them along. That's why he's always around and then suddenly disappears and in the house. And then that's just where the book ends. That's just how it ends. They're like, let's go inside. I don't know. Let's go inside, call the cops. Let's go inside and have an orgy. Let's go inside and party. Let's go inside and drink. Maybe they're going to do all those things. I don't know. But so, yeah, that's how it ends. I loved the twist, even though it was a rushed ending. We could have had a little bit more, but, you know, I feel bad for the Drexels because they're going to get back, you know, and not only will they have lost a second child, but the first child, I mean, I, I would, you know, like, that's got to suck, you know, but apparently they were mean, according to Allison anyway, but she just had some Jan syndrome. So I love this twist of it being the sister. It would have been really cool if it were a twin. Okay, because but apparently they looked super similar, similar enough that you couldn't even tell the difference. But I guess they really hadn't seen each other because Marla didn't live in Shady Side, so you know, absence makes the mind grow foggy. I guess <laughs> I just made that up. If you want to use it again, you you certainly can. It's it's free of charge. So, but we're gonna file this one. This the fear as crazy because you know that that bitch Allison was crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, she was crazy. She won her revenge, but she was crazy before she died. She clearly had some issues with her family. She had some jealousy and revenge issues anyway. Um, we have one death, which is the killer Allison, who gets um, fried like chicken, electrocuted at the end. We're also going to pour some out for our poor little uh, dog, attack dog that gets eaten by a shark. And we'll pour some out for Marla, the real Marla, who was killed pre-book. Sorry, Marla. I mean, she was probably really nice, too. That's the thing, too. Poor real Marla. We never knew you. Literally, we never knew you. 
Um, I gave this five stars. Goodread ranks, it's one of the highest ranking thus far out of these 19 books at a 3.76. So lots of people are with me on this one, but I loved this one. I loved it. And I'm sure you've probably already guessed who the queer is going to be. I think it's pretty clear that our queer, it's a clear queer, <laughs> is going to be Allison. I, I think, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe she was ostracized by her family because she was the lesbian. Maybe she felt different. Maybe that's why, you know. I think that's pretty clear. I think I, I think I think that's how Mr. Stein intended it to be. I mean, there's just no arguing. But I love this one again. I know I've said a lot, but this is just a fun read. It's you know we get away from shady side, but no matter how far you go, the horrors of Fear Street never leave. They always follow. That would be a really good tagline. But anywho. That wraps up this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to talk about The New Boy. And we are getting ever so close to the trilogy on Netflix. I am so excited. But until then, enjoy your summer if you're on break. If not, just stay out of the heat because it's so damn hot. But also, stay queer. Bye.